This is The Universe, episode 13, Recursive Balloons, on Sunday, July 1st, 2012. And now, you're all under NDA. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, how are you? I'm pretty well, it's been a whole long day since I've seen you before. Really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, technically, I didn't leave here till like 12.30, and so... No, you came back. You, you left at like 10 or 16 or something, and then you came back later. Yes, because there's that thing going on at the park. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that thing? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. That was kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. Did you ever actually publish that picture of the text, a screenshot of the text messaging? Yes, I did, actually. Did any? Did you get any replies from that? No. Google didn't even send me a reply. Okay. Um, Normally, I get indexed, and that uh, didn't get indexed yet. Blame him. Well, I think you have yet another guest here. Oh, yes, yes. I have a guest with me today. This is... The great Nick Petchel, electrical engineer and graduate of Mankato State University. Uh, this, uh, yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm glad to join you all here on The Universe tonight. So this must be a recurring theme. You just bring all of your siblings. Yes, and it's going to be amazing when I bring my little sister with me next week. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, that'll be, that'll yeah, my brother has given her a bunch of new material to draw from. Um, Adventure Time, was it called? Yes. I... So she's going to start screaming something from there. I know she's going to catch on to something. Probably. That's, that seems to be what you all do. Yeah. We just find one little funny thing and then roll with it for about six, ten years and maybe come up with something new then. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Maybe. We do not come with new material to this show. Or Fair any enough. show we do. And Sam doesn't even show up to the show, so... He's being sequestered in China. That's fine. So you know Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so he, he emailed me today. Mm-hmm. And so he, he keeps wanting to know where all of the, his friends live. Like, so he can send a postcard or something, presumably. Well, he should be asking where I live. But that's one of the things, that's what I want to point out here. He hasn't asked where I live yet. Hmm. But I gave him specific instructions to mail me fireworks from China. I don't think he's doing that. I said I'd pay him back. But maybe what he's doing is he's he's being extorted. Like, if he doesn't give up the addresses of all of his contacts in the United States, he'll be executed or something. Maybe it's not even him sending them, because you do know he accessed his phone in China. Right, right, exactly. So anybody can be using it. And he did type in all lowercase with a bunch of extra spaces that looks pretty suspicious. Yeah, he was typing. (laughs) I would choose to assume the worst, and uh, assume that everything has been compromised. Well, that's why we're all here, because we kind of... Okay, we're filling in. We both started this... Well, we had some... When we started the At The Nexus, we had a few months of we this had, practice. We had, we had 30 episodes when Sam started. Mm-hmm. But basically, we've been doing this... He's been doing it since January. January 17th or so. And we're at... He's at episode 13. We are trying to double the amount of episodes of the universe there is in the time R. he's gone. There are. Well... We had this discussion earlier. Is it is or is it are? Say so that... Well, there say if you want to double from 13 there there are 13 episodes currently you need to get to, to 26 so let's i going. like when people have grammar abilities on this show you all know my ability with grammar and you all I know just i know, can't do I, it. Just, I just i just know I, your I ability change say uh, it's a it's a school teacher thing and if, if you work in education you just you're just on and you you can't turn it off anymore after a certain point and i don't blame you ask to watch people uh, there's this computer teacher i sometimes go to help tutor or help him tutor his children and he'll tell me Alright, I'm, I'm going to leave for a few hours. Now, make sure to squawk at my kids for me. Oh, and by he, the way, I get paid for this. He will go, I get paid for this. It goes, squawk! Squawk! That's essentially what I am I do every day. And then he sits there and, like, he'll fart. And, like, I just got paid to fart. 
Like, and he's just completely given up on teaching, but he can't get fired. That's, that's why I'm, I'm trying to break in, man. That's right. I want you and you. Well, yeah. You you. Well, once you, you get that tenure, you. you know, you're good for a while. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not even going to show up. Uh, Lanier, that worked out well for him. Um, he's, how you long know, actually, um, he posted an event on uh, Facebook the other day. What uh, I, I don't know. He's going to go to some bar and grill or something. Mm. I could imagine he'd be at the And by go, I mean live there. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We made oh. that up. It's, we, we did see the picture of his mom threatening to cut him if he messes up the kitchen again. I hope that wasn't real. That's so funny. <laughs> but if it was real, his mom would cut him for... I'm going to put this in the show notes. I mean, you, you've seen this picture. It's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I sent it to you. It's a beautiful granite countertop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, she said she spent like an hour and a half cleaning the kitchen after he was in there for a minute. <laughs> I just got a funny vision. Don't worry. Oh, about dinosaur. It. Yeah, we have dinosaurs. Well, okay. Well, um, where are my show notes? Okay, I found them. So I think um, I, last week I, I mentioned some code. Uh, do you remember that? I, I mentioned some code that would com- be computed by some data, and then a SHA would happen, and then it would always try to be expandable, and you'd get the same results regardless of how many entries you had. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. So I, I, I did test it out, and it turns out it didn't work, so I'm sad. Mm. But uh, this week I have, I found some discussion going on on, uh, what is it called? Stack Exchange. I always think of Stack Overflow. That's the one I always use. But Stack Exchange is talking about should you keep copies of all the code you write? And I wanted to bring this up because I just turned the website, the new website on, and now I have like 80 copies of the code I write because it's all in a Git repo. Ah, wow. Yeah. That's not fun. So so do you keep co- copies of the code you write? Absolutely. And then I lose them all. Okay. Um, How about somebody more professional? Well, um, I, I think it, it really depends on where you're, you're at in your career. If you're still in college, absolutely, you should save every version of everything you've ever made just for your own tracking to see. I mean, if you look at stuff you wrote as a freshman and you can't see how horrible it is, then you haven't learned anything. Right. Um, once, you, once you sign up and you're an intern or a full employee someplace and you have fun things like non-disclosure agreements, um, the operating words are non-disclosure um, and I see this all the time where people will ask questions about what they've been working on and then the follow-up thread, like, I just got fired from this dumb company. I hate them. I'm like, well, yeah. non-disclosure <laughs> means exactly that. And yeah. when your entire product is, is information, mm-hmm. then that's your ass. <laughs> Remember when I was first starting to train as a network engineer, um, you, you showed me a site where it was a bunch of quitting stories. Uh, it was like on the Something Awesome storms. And um, I just really love some of those stories where the guy will just go completely rogue and destroy the company and just erase everything. Well, that's that's something different. <laughs> so, I mean, like... I mean, don't do that. Like, just keeping the code, would that break a non-disclosure? Um, it... If it leaves, I mean, if you put it on a flash drive and you take it with you when you leave, then it left the company. Well, what if you wrote it? Well, you were paid to write it. Yeah. So you you sign away all of... Okay, so what if you wrote it again? Well, then it's... Copyrighted. Then you get interesting. Yeah, well, see, it's complicated because you remember how to write it. Because I know how to write a program that will find out if this number is in range of this other number. Well, I mean, in in the scope of working for a business, it's probably not going to be a program that you write. It's probably going to be a part... It's going to be some functions. It's going to be methods. It's going to be something. But it's not going to be the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So then you remember how to do something. So then what's the difference between keeping the same code you wrote or just knowing how you did it? 
Well, I, I believe the, the thing is no one will ask to see your code. They'll ask you how you did things in more general terms because they they know that their stories will get out, and if they're seeing right. code from other companies, that puts them on a list. <laughs> and you don't want to be associated with that. It's The whole software world is so cloak and dagger that you really don't know. Um, essentially, to be safe, no. You should not take code from work and leave with it if you want to continue working there. Right. Um, if you end up in court or not for, for non-compete stuff is... Then then it would be pretty fishy if you had the code, right? Exactly. Yeah. So almost always no. And if you do, don't tell anybody. Right. Would be the... Have it in a CD on a box far, far away. Yeah. And label it pirate stuff. Yes. That'll make it very, very fishy. <laughs> yeah. Very obvious. Again, all of this assumes you, you want to continue working oh, no. where you're working. Or, or you want to keep working on a different company either. Uh, I've always liked working in a different place. It's always so much but fun. But ultimately, you, you do have a reputation. and Oh, well, I think he screwed okay. that up. Do you know how many names I have? <laughs> well, yeah. but And they're all useless. Even your real one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. That's not a good thing to aim for. Uh, that's, uh, some, I mean, eventually... Fun. You will. It will catch up with you. You want to bet? Well, I mean, it, you can also go into business for yourself and screw the world, and you'll be all right. But yeah, there's a lot of lot potential. of um, places to do that. I mean, there's there's enough there's money to be made in gray market software. So, well, that's that's the good business to be in. Exactly. Yeah. So, in general, don't do it. Would be my final statement on that. Sounds do good. it. Do it. I don't. I don't. I don't think you should do it. I think you should remember how you re- wrote the code you wrote, and if you wrote it, you instinctively know. Not necessarily. I write stuff all the time, then I go back and later wonder how yes. in the bloody world did I figure that out, or did I come up with this horrible idea? Hmm. You know that actually happened to me because when I was doing the Python stuff, um, the first couple of weeks of class were all about the graphic stuff, and then I completely forgot about that right before the final. Hmm. And when I was looking back at my code, I, I didn't know what any of it did. So for the WordPress thing I just did, you know, I worked on it back in May, looked at it, you know, earlier this week, I've puked all over it, and then rewrote it again. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it, ha- it happens a lot. If you don't rewrite your code, then you don't, it's, yeah. it's, it, it gets old. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about some science? Yeah. You know, it might, might be a good idea, since this, this is the universe. Absolutely. Um, our first brief topic of the night, um, experiments with wireless networking using a new encoding system called Orbital Angular Velocity Encoding, um, which allows you to use traditional encoding, such as uh, any other SAM, all the other ones, but but twist them as they are transmitted, which allows you to transmit multiple signals at once using the same encoding, um, which is theoretically limitless in its capacity. Um, I'm sure there'll be functional limits later on, but this is a really interesting thing for short-range networking. Um, it definitely will will be showing up if they can actually manage to make it work in a consumer environment in the next right. few years. Um, and the, I think the limit right now is they only could send it a couple of meters at most? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, it's, our story here has transmitted over 400 meters, so still short-range wireless, but potentially very interesting. Yeah, because we, we need more, I don't know, channels to send stuff, because right. otherwise there's too much interference. So yeah, as the number of devices goes up, there's only so much radio spectrum right. there is. And this lets you cheat and put more data into that that same frequency, mm-hmm. which is excellent because you can you can cram in more devices in the same bandwidth and 
avoid overlap that way. Unfortunately, this isn't really backwards compatible, so all of Absolutely. our all of our stuff is going to have it, to go away, which is fine. It's, I mean, it's, so we'll see this on 802.11xmvw. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, if you get a flashlight or anything, like, they're always, like, built around the battery. Like, batteries are always been, like, a defining characteristic. Wow, you know how to do this show, don't you? Wow. That is exactly <laughs> how I always do it. Um, like, everything's, like, the phone and everything, like, the battery kind of defines like the shape the of the object. Air. Or, like, the MacBook Air. How that about, example. How, I don't know, I don't even know where the battery is in that. The batteries thing. are all right here in this piece of crap right here. Okay. But um, some researchers that yeah, sounded funny um, at, uh, in Texas have created a battery. Like it's a spray, and then it becomes like a paintable battery. So it's just a spray paint, and it has a different b- bunch of different layers, and it can hold a charge. And so you can make pretty much anything into a battery. Um, they're just starting to play with uh, different uses for it. Um, and it's kind of really weird right now, but um, it could be fun in the future. So are there any limitations with that right now? Um, right now, incredibly limited. Um like only in a research lab does it work, and according to my reading, that is in that it can't be exposed to oxygen right now. So while it can be on any surface, yeah. it, you know that it can be applied to, it just can't hit oxygen. That's fine. You know, just it's pretty fine. much everywhere. You know, in open air electronics. You know, everywhere. You don't need that. Just saying. We don't need it. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, today, which I believe is Saturday, that's what we call it here. Um, there's going to be a leap second added. Now, you probably know that over time, the moon and the Earth slowly spin slower. And today, to compensate for the slower spinning, we're going to add one whole second. Wow. Just this one day. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, there's already been problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that coming. There, there have been many servers all over the United States and the world that have just suddenly crashed. Yeah. Just for no reason. And a lot of... Uh, Linux 3.1 kernels uh, for from some distros have just suddenly just popped yeah. out of existence. Because this happened back in 2009 or something. It had, they added a second before and that right. destroyed a lot of things. Yep. Um, well, you know, even as recent as last year, you know, all, the, all those iPhones just oh pop leap leap year leap day. You know, just. But that was completely foreseeable and avoidable. Right, but that's the weird thing. You know, like not many people know about the leap second, and yet all, most servers are fine. More iPhones, I think, were affected by their problem. But I still think it was hilarious that, remember our good Apple friend? Yes, I do know The person who has all the Apple devices and somehow missed an airplane. Despite having tweeted about the story right before he went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, makes you wonder what was going on there. But do you also remember the other story? I don't know. Right, the, the other picture he tweeted recently before that. The Minute Maid and the Orange Vodka. Oh, yes, I do remember that, of course. But it's... it's It it explains some things. So, um, you know Sam, right? Yes. So Sam's hero is, you know... John Syracuse? No, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I knew that. So, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said today that he'll be having a glass of champagne when the leap second occurs. Yeah. Get it down a second? Get it down quick. (laughs) Yes. I think it actually occurred um, at 6 p.m. today. Oh, well. So I didn't. We, we messed up. I didn't feel it. Yeah, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it either. Hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. Disappointing. Um, in other news, the oldest asteroid impact crater known was discovered in Greenland this week. Um, estimated at about a hundred kilometers across, um, discovered in the surface of Greenland, which changes the effects of what we know about the history of Earth and uh, collisions with it from 
asteroids and other such devices. So. Yeah, I got an interesting story for you. Um, astronomers have spotted a planet with a boiling atmosphere. Um, this planet's roughly the size of Jupiter and is spewing a huge pummel of gas. Um, and it's just kind of funny to see. They got a picture of it on the site that we've linked to, and it's um, just this. It's right next to a star, and it's just this. It's all being sucked by the star, and it's just creepy. Creepy, huh? Creepy. It looks really creepy. The, the 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 art on that page is not a real picture of it as you probably can yeah, imagine. I could guess it, that. It's it's an artist's interpretation of what it might look like, but it, 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 I think it does justice. To wow. It. Yeah. It's too bad that's not really what it looked like. Yeah, I know that. But remember that last astronomy story we had, and it was like some fantasy book from <laughs> fifty years ago. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. Yes. Well, also uh, uh, recently, somebody figured out that uh, palladium can clean toxins better than what we like to call TCE or what you probably don't want to call trichloroethylene. Horrible. Nicely done. Hmm. Is that oh. the stuff you always warn me about when I go to Rainbow? No, that's diphtheria. Oh. That, that's, that's... That's something else. <laughs> that is something... Oh, you keep on saying you're going to die, don't go there. Well, there's other reasons you're going to die. You're probably the midway center. No, just any rainbow. There. I don't like just, rainbow. Oh. I, I just... All right. I'm... I just have problems. Pro target. Yeah, I, I am true pro- Roseville target. Well, no, I mean any target's good, but specifically Roseville. Wink, wink. Um, no, so this this um, palladium can actually um, clean toxins faster. So what? But the problem with TCE is that it that when it breaks down, you know, toxins, it can leave residues behind that that's also worse than itself. So when when it breaks things down, it will you know it could harm you worse. Uh, yeah. Palladium doesn't do it as much, but it's actually faster than safer alternatives such as gold or gold palladium. So just palladium alone is better. Yeah, you're always complaining about leftover residue from chemical reactions, like specifically I, on couches. No, not that. Like remember when I um, was out of starter fluid, I had the carbon choke cleaner that was it, it was advertised to burn clean, like it's supposed to like um, be good. So I was thinking it'd be a great way to start the fire, and then you wouldn't eat any of the hot dogs I cooked. I mean, it's clean in the sense that like gasoline. Is clean though, not like human. It burns clean. It said right on the bottle. I think what I was attempting to say during this event is that I don't believe anything you say or what you might have read. I think that's what I was. Said it on the bottle, and it was a pillar of fire. It was cool, and then we ate hot dogs. Okay. um, Well, one of you ate hot dogs. It sounds like. I don't know. Sam ate two. And you're you're still here. Well, he's not. Okay, I must have a higher threshold then. I mean, like there's like lethal dose per kilogram. Well, he's so. really, you know, like he's I'm he's, big. He's just withering away in some prison. He'll yeah. be alright. They'll know. probably let him out eventually. They're gonna feed him lead hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So you know how that is. All right, uh, moving along. The U.S. Navy is testing a high-resolution radar, which can detect things as fine as raindrops at short range, um, using a three megawatt of power and. Bandwidth is fine, or bean width, excuse me, as fine as two tenths of a degree, which allows for extremely fine resolution. Um, allow them to detect very small objects, um, fine weather, fine whatever the hell else the U.S. Navy is looking for for other incoming planes, missiles, Matthews, etc. <laughs> um, can be detected at ranges of multiple kilometers. Which, according to this, uh, our story here, um, we can detect things the size of a bus at two kilometers, which is fantastic. Um, rate improvement should help 
I mean, it's the, the arms race between new aircraft design, which is more elusive to radar, versus higher higher resolution technologies. So the battle continues um, beyond notice on this. Mm. It's cool. I got a really cool story for you. <laughs> oh, boy. So this is one I was just amazed at when I was reading. So at first I started reading about it. Um, so the, story, the headlines go... Um, Wait, somebody moving my show notes? Okay, no, somebody just moved the cursor. Um, Rabbits with black windpipes have been kept alive up for up to 50 minutes without a single breath. After researchers in, uh, inject oxygen-filled uh, microparticles into the animal's blood. So, I'm like, okay, cool. So you can you don't have to breathe. And then, I've always been pro-animal testing. Like, I know some people whine about that stuff. But then, that first line, rabbits with blocked windpipes. Like, it doesn't go into any detail how they were doing that. I'm just curious. How do you think they were able to, like... They just went up to a bunch of rabbits and shoved something down its throat. I don't know, some lead yeah, hot dogs? Yeah, or... yeah. Well, we know that the Chinese do it, so yeah. it's not that far off that a scientist might. I mean, you got to know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. What, why is this story so interesting to you? Oh, just killing animals like that. I think it was the way they set it up in the in the story. Okay. I think I, I just, think it appealed to him. I was just wondering just if they were... Not breathing through that. Like, alternate keep motives, it alive. why you were so concerned about blocked airways and breathing. Uh, Suspicious. Yeah, got that's bad intentions here. He's on every list that's possible. Okay, there is. I am not on a list. Sam keeps on saying I'm on a list because I. Okay, so you know how I have my most and I got to create ammo for it. Yes. Well, he thinks it's absurd to have 880 rounds of anything, and so he doesn't know what half of Americans have in their sheds. Half might be high. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Doesn't make up for the half. A sizable like, minority. Have enough ammo for everybody. Like, um, I know this one guy um, who has this. Who was, when I was thinking about building a little um, reloading station in the shed, um, I found this guy who literally has fifty um, pounds of gunpowder, smokeless powder, and a bunch of other stuff. And he has a, and he just keeps on buying because he makes enough shells for all of it. Right. Because you, you can't just have. You have to. Ha- you can only have fifty pounds of powder at one time. Right. And so just makes it into shells, and then this doesn't. He doesn't shoot anywhere near enough. I mean, he's just always. That's what he does from sunrise to sunset. He's but if shells. you think about it, fifty pounds is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like a lot. Like more than all he has is a nine mil. Like he only almost exclusively makes nine mil I mean, shells. That's, I want to say for almost a pistol round, a that's lifetime a lot. Yeah. supply. Um, unless you are like out at a shooting for the range, whole county like, weekly, or you're supplying like a police department or an, an armed group. Yeah, I was about to say somewhere in Mexico or somewhere. Fifty pounds of gunpowder is a, a more than reasonable <laughs> limit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. But the shotguns only take. Yeah, uh, what's three drams of powder? I go, it's a much. dram to a pound. Not much. Hate these stupid units. I don't know anything about that. Much better than I just hate units. Yeah, I know you yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in uh, in other news, there's there's um, you know radiation, right? You know mm-hmm. there was a kind of a little bit of a radiation leak last year with Fukushima. You know, mm-hmm. the, haven't heard of it. You know that 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 seaside waterfront radioactive nuclear power plant. You know that one. Mm-hmm. You know, just taking a scroll. Oh, melting. Um, well, so this this article here has a lot of words I'm not going to say because they're too hard to say. But uh, they've developed these these um, two um, I don't know or they just found I don't know they they found these proteins that will help with radiation poisoning. So typically, they they do have a way to combat radiation sickness a little bit, but there's there, there's only limited circumstances that it can be used. It has to be kept refrigerated, 
it has to be taken very soon after being exposed. But this protein method apparently can help restore uh, strange sounds coming from your computer. Okay. But it can computer has sound drivers, so it's well, going to display in, sound uh, from ads. I, I'm impressed that it can even manage that. See, that's what a real operating system gets you. Like Windows way. 8 Consumer Preview? Look, look, I mean, it's a Consumer Preview. It's not even the official release, and it has things that work. Wow. Compared to that Debian, Debian nonsense. It's not nonsense. Anyway, so if you, if you ever get radiation sickening or poisoning or whatever you have, just take some protein. And we'll fix it right up. Yeah. Very good. Um, continuing with the meteorite stories, um, research done at Caltech um, has confer- discovered some new minerals contained within a, the Alden meteorite, which struck Earth in, in 1969. They've been analyzing this for a while. Um, they discovered one called, and help me here, Pengite, I believe. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, which they estimate um, was one of the first solid materials found in, inside of our solar system, estimated about four and a half billion years ago. And this look will allow us to estimate the uh, the chemical composition of the solar system at that that early time in the formation of the Earth when when things were not quite as they are today, and it gives us a look deep into our past as a planet. Well, that's I it. think I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Is, that all, is that all of our? Yeah, now we go on to the main story. story. Awesome. Yeah. So now now, but we have to ramble here for a little bit because we're we're not we're not oh, using sorry. enough time. So we have, we, have to, we have to inflate some inflation. Well, that's easy enough to do. What do, we, what do you have? We're going to talk about this next story. is going to take forever to talk about. Okay, well, let's go. Okay, so let's say when you were a kid, something really bad happened to you. Like your parents did something to you, and you just you just can't forget about it, and you're just filled with this, I don't know how to describe this messed up feeling you could possibly have, um, but it could mess you up for life. And you'd have a lot of emotional ties to this very dramatic and depressing thing that happened to you. But there's a um, this new therapy method is a way for you to forget, like to sever your emotional ties to an event, and you can still remember that this event happened. Um, and so, you like sci-fi, right? Yeah, I do actually. You like sci-fi, right? Uh, occasionally. Okay, that's how it always starts. When you can give somebody false memories and make them forget things, get rid of all emotional connections to things, what happens? Um, a really good episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Get some cameras and make a movie. Yes. Right, exactly. Again. Uh, it's a start. Like, um, what's the last show? You showed me just the other day, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, we were talking about it, and then... Um, you mean yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So long ago. I'm just saying. What What about it? Um, you know how they kept on like giving the cyborgs fake memories and doing other things? Yes, that has happened. But that's for like the cyborgs. But now, if you could make some human forget that they had like any emotional like, do you know what stops people from killing people? Like they feel bad that they kill people. But if you could get rid of all their emotional, so things, do, we, do we know how this this kill. this works? No, it's patented. Oh, wow. it's it's one of those trolls. Yeah. Again, huh? Oh wow. Patented. Of course it is. It's, it's, it's in research. Reading but, is patented. Yes. You Got know, it. you know. I'm surprised it hasn't been. Who'd read the? Patent? It's a novel method of of interpreting information. I mean, it's it's pretty novel, isn't it? But if you could forget that you read something, wouldn't that even be better? Then you wouldn't yes. have to read it. Yes, I agree. Or if you could make others forget that it was there, that would be good too. Yeah. Can you imagine we make all our viewers forget that we've made them listen to the show? Yeah. <laughs> 
I think they've all left or fallen asleep by now. I mean, really now. Say, uh... So if this this if this if this show uh, had ads, this is where we would have an ad, and then we would go to you know the next story. But we don't, we don't have ads. Yes, we do. Do we? Wow. We are sponsoring today and only today um, the LG Optimus Elite from Virgin Mobile. Everybody, go out and buy it. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. It's a great phone. Buy it. Two people in this room have it. That's yeah, that's pretty good. That's quite a pitch. Yeah, it is. Uh, I kind of want it. I kind of want another one, actually. <laughs> yeah, you should go buy now. And then you I can even have... play music. Yeah, it... I hear no, they're putting that in phones these don't. days. Man, that sounds really good. Yeah, it actually does. We're just gonna let this ride for a while. Okay. Destruction for time. Because right, I've often found that I thought your, your podcasts were too short. <laughs> I always thought the exact opposite. Stop. Stop playing! So good you can't even turn it off. <laughs> Well, uh, so we, we do have another story. So what, what Sam and I liked to do back when Sam was still with us. Rest in peace. Yeah. I should get some sad music, some sad violin music for that section. Um, so, so when Sam was with us, we'd like to um, find videos about NASA or produced by NASA, watch them, and then, you know, discuss them and, you know, talk about how they, they hmm. were, what the, what the purpose was. I don't remember was. this. I yeah, remember, like, you had stuff from, like... Look out, Bossasaur! Kangas Rex is coming! No, that was from io9. Yes, it was from io9, where all your videos were from. No, that's where all his videos were from. Uh-oh. All the videos you played. I did play them only because he wasn't here. It's his show. Yeah. Um, but uh, you had a bunch of crazy videos. It's his show. I mean, he can do whatever he wants when he's here. Oh, come on. I hate YouTube. Ah, uh, you clicked full screen. <laughs> but I had done it beforehand. Oh, there it's back. Okay, so... I remembered what this video was when I got it back again today. Like, I, it came out on Monday. And I had to put it in the show notes today. Since then, earlier, about 76 minutes ago, I have forgotten completely. Good. So, this so is new to everybody, that, then. This will be new to me, too. This bad memory thing. It must have been so bad that you had to sever all the memory from it. No, it's actually really good. It's from what I recall. Uh, also, I want to mention that it's about five minutes, so we're going to we're gonna put some padding in here. Okay. Some... Yeah, so right. Okay. Because remember, this show isn't long enough. Right. I'm so, forgive me. Well, we want audio, too. When people look at it, uh, it looks crazy. That's a very natural thing. Sometimes when we look at it, it looks crazy. It is the result of reasoned engineering thought. But it still looks crazy. From the top of the atmosphere, down to the surface, it takes us seven minutes. It takes 14 minutes or so for the signal from the spacecraft to make it to Earth. That's how far Mars is away from us. So when we first get word that we've touched the top of the atmosphere, the vehicle has been alive and dead on the surface for at least seven minutes.
Entry, Descent, and Landing, also known as EDL, is referred to as the Seven Minutes of Terror because we've got literally seven minutes to get from the top of the atmosphere to the surface of Mars, going from 13,000 miles an hour to zero in perfect sequence, perfect choreography, perfect timing, and the computer has to do it all by itself with no help from the ground. If any one thing doesn't work just right, it's game over. We slam into the atmosphere and develop so much aerodynamic drag. Our heat shield, it heats up and it glows like the surface of the sun. 1600 degrees. During entry, the vehicle is not only slowing down violently through the atmosphere, but also we are guiding it like an airplane to be able to land in a very narrow constraint space. This is one of the biggest challenges that we're facing and one that we have never attempted on Mars. Mars is actually really hard to slow down because it has just enough atmosphere that you have to deal with it. Otherwise, it will destroy your spacecraft. On the other hand, it doesn't have enough atmosphere to finish the job. We're still going about 1,000 miles an hour. So at that point, we use a parachute. The parachute is the largest and strongest supersonic parachute that we've ever built to date. It has to be able to withstand 65,000 pounds of force, even though the parachute itself only weighs about 100 pounds. When it opens up that fast, it's a neck-snapping 9Gs. At that point, we have to get that heat shield off. It's like a big lens cap blocking our view of the ground to the radar. The radar has to take just the right altitude and velocity measurements at just the right time, or the rest of the landing sequence won't work. This big, huge parachute that we've got, it'll only slow us down to about 200 miles an hour. And that's not slow enough to land. So we have no choice, but we've got to cut it off and then come down in rockets. Once we turn those rocket motors on, if we don't do something, we're just going to smack right back into the parachute. So the first thing we do is make this really radical divergent maneuver. We fly off to the side. Diverting away from the parachute, killing our horizontal velocity and our vertical velocity, getting the rover moving straight up and down so it can look at the surface with its radar and see where we're going to land. And we head straight down to the bottom of a crater, right beside a six kilometer high mountain. We can't get those rocket engines too close to the ground because if we were to descend propulsively with our engines all the way to the ground, we would essentially create this massive dust cloud. That dust cloud could then go and land on the rover. It could damage mechanisms and it could damage instruments. So the way we solve that problem is by using the sky crane maneuver. 20 meters above the surface, we have to lower the rover below us on a tether that's 21 feet long and then gently deposit it on its wheels on the surface. As the rover touches down and is now on the ground, the descent stage, it's in a collision course with the rover. We must cut the bridle immediately and fly the descent stage to a safe distance from the rover. That sounds crazy. Well, that was weird. Yeah. So, what do you think? How much does it cost to do that? All I'm, their little crazy I'm going to guess there's a little bit of a lot. Okay, so big price tag. 
You mean to make the movie or to make the crater? I mean... All of it. Oh, I, I didn't mean crater. I mean... This whole project. Yeah, okay. So, why do, you, why do you think they made this? I like little 2D models. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's good for people to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Looks crazy. So, I liked how it was... Dun, 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 seven minutes! Suspensey. So... <laughs> there was a lot of uh, suspense in there. But now, I think the question is, after watching that, do you recall that there are other rovers on Mars? And they just used balloons or something, I, I think they used balloons. Yeah, Does yes. Any, do, do, you, do you want to explain more about that? <laughs> well, yes. You said yes. Well, they did. Um, again, instead of... Um, they used the same parachute idea, just like a, a capsule coming to Earth on re-enter would use. Um, but instead of messing around with trying to detect where they were and, you know, do a control landing. They just put big balloons around everything yeah. to absorb the shock of a horrific landing. <laughs> I mean, this is not for people. This is for right for robotics, obviously. Um, and, and it worked twice, right? And it worked twice, yes. Yeah. I believe both rovers that got far enough into the, the descent yeah, I do know the, some to of them deploy the parachute succeeded. Because I know Spirit and Opportunity exactly. roved around for a while. For yeah. much... I thought one only lasted a month or so, and then it, yeah, it, it like had a major malfunction. Right. But that had nothing to do with the entry. No. I mean, they, yeah. they rolled a rover around on Mars. Right. Which is, which is sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was back in 04 and 05, right? So the, that was a long time so ago. So what I wonder is why they're going to all of these extra things. Like, was that success rate of those balloon... I don't know. Balloon well, landing's not. High but things enough. are made cheaper now. They're more prone to damage. Oh, I know how China is. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's a limiting approach to. I mean, if you're going to bounce the landing, right? Because it's kind of who knows where it'll go. That limits where you land. That limits what the toughness of what you can include. Well, if you bounce up the mountain, you'll go back down. So it might be good. Well, I think it's the bouncing. <laughs> oh that yeah. Concerned about. I mean, there's there's a shock in that. Yeah. That's fine if you want to send a camera. If you want to send something a little bit finer. Right. Like people. Well, but they're still not even sending people with this. It's still or, just a rover. Yeah, fine instruments that... But, I mean, it's still just a rover. I mean, it can't be that much more complicated in only, you know, seven years, eight years. True. Um, and, again, you're, you're messing with something that can be confirmed to work twice. Right. If you, you mess so around with all of this. That's things. why I want to know why they're going to these lengths. And this... Have they built that? I don't know. Or is this just a theoretical... I don't, I don't know. They seem to have really thought but, it out if it's just... But my understanding is they're launching a new rover to Mars in a couple weeks, I hear. I could be totally making that up. And I didn't actually read those notes that I wrote myself. That was the first time I saw the video, so I'm not completely familiar with this story. But oh, I, I believe it's it's called the Mars Curiosity Rover. So I, 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 apparently it might be real. Okay. I mean, maybe they just played, like, um... Command and Conquer Four, because like the way the crawlers deploy, like you always like you have right. a little tsh, and then tsh, and then the crawlers are deployed. Does anybody want to take a wild guess at why the video decided to close before it ended, and not only never have done that before in any other video? Yeah, I have no idea. because uh, that was kind of weird. Using Windows. I was gonna blame Chrome, but okay, I was gonna blame Windows. Yeah, but that's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, I, I like when rovers rove around Mars. I mean, it's good for what America. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to spend, you know, a couple billion somehow. And then there's yeah. no better way to do it than making a rover and ejecting no, start it. start a war. It's a lot faster to spend money. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, uh, for a <laughs> beneficial purpose. 
Okay, if it wasn't beneficial, why would the United States spend so much money over the past ten years on that? It's got to be official if everybody agrees with it. I didn't say official. Did I say official? I, I don't know. I I'm can't confused. recall. Spend money. I don't understand. Good government. Well, so so here's the rover. It's the Mars Science Lab- Laboratory. That's right. It, or, or otherwise known as Curiosity. It's a Mars rover launched by NASA apparently a while ago. It, it launched on the 26th. And it, it's going to be uh, landing very soon, actually, in August, uh, about at 531 UTC on the August 6th. So what's it called again? Scroll to the top. Curiosity or the Mars Science Laboratory. Okay. Um, I got a set of Legos called the Mars Science Laboratory. Thing. Oh, well, wow. Somebody's like, playing with your set. It was, I don't know. Like it was, remember the Mars Lego sets? Maybe they're doing it. It's maybe, a little lab maybe, thing. Maybe they're doing this... Uh, this mm-hmm. this fancy landing because it's five times larger than Spirit or Opportunity, and it carries ten times the mass of the scientific instruments, so it's a lot heavier well, and it's larger. There you go. You can't really bounce, bounce that. that necessarily yeah. exactly. Bigger those, balloons. Well, no, but those G's would still be they would just crush Bigger. It. I mean, more. Okay, is that your solution for everything? No, 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 no. no. A better solution. Set it in two pieces and then make what it. If we put reassemble balloons itself outside of the, the other balloons. balloons. <laughs> Yes, recursive balloons. It's perfect. Then we'd have more balloons. <laughs> it's perfect. So this this is uh, a total cost of two point five billion. Not that much. Like I said, we need to waste a couple billion somehow. So we're, we're right on target for cost. How much would I bet it blows up on Earth? Um, it's not like, on Earth. It's in space, right? It's, now. it's already out. It's already in space. Yeah, it, it launched. Fancy, fancy. In November of two thousand eleven, it's going to hit Mars on August sixth. So you're gonna okay, have a special? So, no, no, no. Oh, Sam will be back. I Never gotta mind. make um. Never mind. Some uh, bets here of where it's gonna break down. Okay. Because during my the when we got the planners at school, we always we we started paging through like I bet a pipe's gonna break this day, or like we just oh, yes. started betting on what disaster is gonna happen what yes, day. Yes, yes. We're just we, betting against NASA now. I am. I, I, I am. I I I think they'll make it. I mean, they made it twice before. <laughs> Zero dollars doesn't get to Menards. There's 36 days. Not Menards. There's, Menards. There's, there's 36 days and three hours to make your bets. Okay. I'll research it on Wikipedia and then find out where it's going to break. Okay. Well, that's good, I guess. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's, so there, there are some goals for this rover. There's determine whether Menards, Menards? No, Mars. There you go. I said Menards. <laughs> it's easy to say Menards for Mars. Determine whether Mars could ever have supported life. Study the climate, study the geology, and plan a mission for Mars. We're, we made a rover to plan the mission for us. That's what we did. Fancy, fancy. Yep. And uh, so there's there's six scientific objectives, and one of them is something to do with determining the min- mineralogy composition of the surface to attempt to uh, chemical building blocks. So if there's anything that could make amino acids or anything that looks remotely biological-like. Mm-hmm. There's a interpretive process of that have formed the rocks and soils. Uh, something about the atmospheric evolution uh, determine the way carbon di- carbon dioxide and water moves around the planet. Mm-hmm. I like how one rover is going to do that. That's a great great idea. Mm-hmm. And there's something about finding about how radiation affects the surface. Oh. And what's that, the last one? It's going to start terraforming Mars for us? No, it doesn't uh, say that. Oh, it doesn't? No. Well, I mean, before we start terraforming Mars, we need to answer question one, which is, could Mars have supported life? I mean, there's there's been recent evidence that there could be more water 
Yeah, because remember, last week there was water everywhere under the surface, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. And if in that case, um, then essentially Martian exploration stops because Mars should then belong to the Martians. Wrong. Have, As, you, have you lived on the Earth long enough? If there's something on Mars, it's ours. True. Have I, you I mean, lived on Earth? It's America. Yeah. In America. Awesome. But, uh, no, I mean, this. <laughs> <laughs> we're awesome and we're going to go beat the crap. Out of the microbes um, for America. Um, if, no, um, if they can survive the galactic radiation, I think it's theirs. Right, um, but it, it is plausible. It's it's a heavy spacecraft. It's eighty four hundred pounds. Yeah, we're not going to bounce. Yeah, we're not bouncing don't bounce that. anymore. What if you sent? Like, remember in physics we talked about if you're in the center of the planet, it, there's no gravity. What if you blew a hole in it and then launched a thing into the hole? Wouldn't gravity like kind of cancel out? It no. would. Yeah. If you could blow a big enough hole. That. Well, and then I would ask you, how would you get out of the hole? You just dug. You'd find out what's in the center of the planet. Wouldn't that solve everybody's problems? And then you'd you have to restart the core. <laughs> okay, watch out for pigeons and everything else. And my kung fu is strong. Right, okay, so... Just a little hole in it. See what's in there. And see if the Martians retaliate. That's a good way to see if there's life. Right. Well, so that that's that's all I have for this week. You got anything else? I think you have one last uh, oh, I have, ad. I have, you I have, have an ad for something. I, I have a picture. I have a, I have a picture. Oh, let's include it in the podcast. Okay, well, let's include a picture into the podcast. So this says, For sale, Large Hadron Collider... Duplicates, particles, rumors about destroying Earth, greatly overblown, transfer yourself, 27-kilometer truck or larger, $9 billion, no tax, contact cerndealbo at gmail.com. Yeah, they had to use a Gmail. Yeah, so it's CERN, your favorite company. Yeah, they're going to cause World War Three. everybody knows it. Sure they are. Any day now. Yeah. No, no, not any day. It's uh, 2036? Yeah. Right after uh, Epoch. Oh, right, right. right. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. So, uh, by, by that, I mean, I assume you have nothing else. I never had anything on my computer oh. to begin with. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. So, so where, where can we find you on the internet, You can Matt? find me at MatthewPetra.com. You can also find me at uh, NexusLabs.org. Okay. There's something up right there right now. Which one? NexusLabs.org. Oh, is it? What is it? You'll see when you go there. Okay, well, we'll find out later. Oh, that's a good pitch. Now so we have a, a tie-in. I like it. <laughs> Slick, slick. <laughs> that we don't even have to talk about that. Um, nothing where can, happened. Where, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet on Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, etc. Do you want to say one? Uh, no. What your name might be, so they can find you on the Google Plus. Don't. don't and what your don't image on Twitter me. is? Don't find me. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Facebook at at Nick Petzl. Um, you use your real name on the Twitter? I no, on the Twitter you can find me at, at Fosip, um F O C I P, but I don't post much. Wow, four letter name on Twitter. That, name. Oh, whatever. Um, otherwise, don't find me. I'll okay, we'll, we'll we'll see. And of course, you can find me Ryan Mr. Just about anywhere, especially on the Twitter, Ryan Mr. On the Twitter, and of course, this is the universe. This is the show where we talk about science occasionally when our actual host isn't here. So get home safe. Get home safe, Sam. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks. We're, we beat his record. I mean, that really... Yeah, you're we right. We beat that his is, span. That is, we beat his longest span. That, that is the longest span. No, we've weeks. tied it. We've tied well, it. Well, right, right. Next week, though. So if we get next week, if if somehow the world doesn't end between now and next week, we will have officially beaten the, the two-week universe record. Yeah. 
So you're not going to make bets on that one? No, but I am going to set up a way for you could, so you can set up bets on Nexus Labs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's going to uh, be fancy, and you're not going to think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Of course, you can uh, listen to the universe occasionally on Saturdays or Sundays, depending on when we get it up. And the show usually uh, is uh, pretty good. Anything else? Big week. Big week, okay. Have a good one.